Okay, I'm with Terry Mickler. It's uh, Thursday, July 29th. We're here to talk about uh, developing underserved players. How, what are we doing to get out in the community and grow the game for players that aren't in the pay-to-play model? And in particular, Terry's brother Tom Mickler and Terry are working together at New Dimensions. So I'm going to Terry's going to tell us a little bit about what New Dimensions is. And then we'll talk about some uh, efforts they're making right now to uh, increase their outreach and the opportunity for even more players to get involved in the game. So tell, tell me about New Dimensions. What's the background, Terry? New Dimensions is probably 16 years in existence now. And the story behind New Dimensions is that my brother, Tom, has son, Michael, and when uh, Michael was in grade school, probably middle ages of grade school, uh, they took a trip to Chicago to play baseball, play a baseball game. And they played in a, on a field that previously was overrun with, with uh, neighborhood uh, drug dealers. And through the efforts of a couple of individuals, they were able to take over that field and turn it over to the, to the community as a youth uh, athletic field. So the story behind that was so powerful that when Tom came back to St. Louis, he, along with another couple of guys, uh, came up with this idea of why can't we do something like that here where we immerse our kids in, in different cultures and use sport as a, as a way to, to bring them all together. So he started the New Dimensions, and New Dimension is kind of a key, key uh, title there because dimension is, is the way you look at something, and this is a new way of looking at, at things. So they created this, this through, through soccer. So he wanted to bring uh, different groups of people together through soccer. So he started New Dimensions, and they started first on, on Sundays with what they call the Watermelon League. Well, first of all, they started with a, with a day at CBC High School, which was kind of similar to a Cup of Nations deal, where uh, he invited all different kinds of ethnic groups to come and participate in small-sided games, four-side. And the entry fee was to bring some food, some dish, from your native country to share with other people. So they've had probably 10 or 12 different uh, ethnic groups show up for the event, each bringing their foods and whatnot. And it, that was the starting point. That's how it all got started. And then from that, then he started a Sunday watermelon league, called it watermelon because they would, they would buy watermelons and at the end of the game give kids slices of watermelons to cool off with. So that, that grew quite a bit over the years. And then they developed, then they went into a Saturday morning practice uh, opportunity down at uh, a field in South City by McKinley High School off of Highway 44 in Jefferson. And they had practice from 10 till 12 on Saturday morning for anyone that wanted to come, free of charge, no qualms. It was totally inclusive. If you were there, you could practice. And uh, then that, that developed now more recently into, and for a number of years, uh, we were trying to plot some way to to recreate the, the Pepsi League of, of years gone by, where the Pepsi uh, sponsored eight 
regional teams within the city, broke it up geographically, sponsored it, in other words, kids didn't have to pay, appointed coaches, and you picked from your area players, and then you, you had a team and you played a league. So we've been talking for years to try to recreate that in the city, and have a city Pepsi League. Well, we didn't quite get that far with it, but we did get to a point now where we, we do have a North City League uh, that we started just this past summer, 2021. After a lot of planning and deliberating and whatnot, we started off with some practices and then six weeks of, of games playing small-sided soccer at three different locations. So in the 16 years, uh, it's gone from a, a, an individual one-day festival to a Sunday watermelon league to Saturday practicing to now an inner-city league in the north side. And this is, you know, we we talk about pay-to-play a lot around here, but again, the emphasis for New Dimensions is that uh, there is no pay-to-play. It's targeted to the underserved, the kids that can't afford the, the suburban pay-to-play model that most of us and that I've spent way too much time covering and instead is uh, designed to grow the game, especially in the city. You guys have had some more recent success that are that's aimed towards uh, expanding the infrastructure, the fields you play on, the equipment that you need, things of that nature, and recruiting of volunteer coaches and other volunteers for doing this. You want to talk a little bit about how 2021 has developed for you? Yeah, I forgot one more really important thing in the development and the history of grassroots of New Dimensions is that uh, another really big part of the program is their after-school program. And uh, what he does is he makes contact with some of the different uh, inner-city public schools in the north and the south cities of St. Louis and provides an after-school program uh, two days a week, 90 minutes each day. Um, and they have 30 minutes of soccer instruction, 30 minutes of soccer small-sided games, and 30 minutes of life skill uh, situations where they uh, let the kids talk out their problems and offer some uh, help and encouragement and whatnot. So that, that's a big, big part of the program as well. So uh, where are we at now with this in 2021? Well, after uh, an off-season, a winter of a lot of meetings with people in the North City, uh, and, and seeing that their support of, of the idea of having a, a soccer situation for their kids uh, really allowed us to, to go f forward with full steam with it. And so we were able to, at the end of 20, and this, uh, started in May. The, the, and this was a COVID year as well, so this was difficult to, to pull this off. But finally, towards the end of May, uh, we got the okay to, that you could go outside and, and do sports again. So we started uh, with the registration. We had a we had a, a festival day first of all at Cardinal River, and we had about 100 kids show up for a one-day festival. And it was co-sponsored by Wesley House, St. Louis Police, and New Dimensions. And uh, from that, then we developed uh, uh, teams, uh, areas of the city where the kids were were living, and we had practices set up two days a week. Um, at three locations. One was at the, the Cardinal Field next to Dunbar School, which is in North City. Uh, second one was at St. Mary's High School in South City. 
And the third one was at the, the McKinley Field that New Dimensions uh, rents from the city. And that's located at, uh, off of Highway 44 in Jefferson. So those practices were Tuesday and Wednesday nights. And then on Saturday morning, uh, there were games played at the same three sites. Uh, Small-sided games, four-a-side, five-a-side. Um, and the enthusiasm uh, was evident both from the players and the parents. Parents came out, they were really excited about it. And they were excited for their kids that they had an opportunity to do something like that. So uh, it was a six-week program. It actually concludes uh, right at the end of July, last Saturday in July. And then uh, probably take a little break and come back in the fall and, and, and continue, uh, hopefully with, uh, with even increased participation once the word gets out how, how it went in the summer. And uh, the old copycat syndrome, if somebody did it, somebody now heard about it, somebody else wants to do it. So that's what we're kind of basing it on. Along the way, we got a lot of support from, from uh, different groups. I was able to use the CBC Soccer Alumni as a group that I reached out to, told them what we were doing, what our plans were, and we got really good response from them financially and in volunteer uh, capacity. So we got a number of coaches from that group, and we got enough, we got monies to uh, to buy some uh, some soccer supplies for the kids. Uh, we've also had really good cooperation from Soccer Master, who's donated equipment. Uh, MISA, uh, Missouri Youth Soccer Association, donated 500 balls for us. So there's a lot of people that are interested in the project and willing to help out and realize the, the value of bringing soccer into a community that's, that's been underserved and uh, ho hopefully using soccer as a tool to help improve uh, the quality of, of living for those people. The, uh, what, t two questions, I guess. One, what is the primary age group that you're targeting? And then second, Related to that age group, since we've talked about this already, you, uh, you're bringing in a new resource as well, an international resource in a sense. Yeah, the uh, age group is uh, primarily five to eight, so it's grassroots. Uh, we're getting started, getting them started at the very earliest ages, actually at early ages, because when I say very earliest ages, that, that brings up another point. Uh, in, in the meantime, we were able to hook up with Tom Beyer, Tom Byers is an American who is living in Japan now for 20 plus years. And Tom has uh, developed a program called Soccer Starts at Home. He's got videos and booklets and, and uh, has a huge affiliation with the Houston Dynamo MLS franchise. And uh, has a lot of um, technical and, and uh, uh, structural re re uh, support from the Dynamo. And as a result of his, his program, he's also gained a lot of attention from, from the medical field. Neuroscientists from Stanford and Harvard have kind of studied his program and have come up with the conclusion that what he's doing with these young kids is helping to shape their, their brains for, for learning. That the program that he offers with Soccer Starts at Home with the young kids ages two years old and above, uh, gets them to start to focus and concentrate on tasks that they may not be doing otherwise. It also, he also encourages them to do this at home, which is a safe environment for the kids, 
and to deal with the parent, preferably the father. So they start building some bonds. So you've got a young kid, two, three, four years old, at home with a small soccer ball, size one ball, and his program does not encourage kicking the ball, which is really kind of an anti-soccer uh, concept. His program is to keep the ball. So he's using a lot of uh, ball uh, foot control, ball mastery, rolling the ball, stopping the ball, turning the ball. <laughs> he, he tells an interesting story. This is a great example. This is, this will tell you the, where his program is at. He said if you have an American kid, the same age, two, three, four years old, and you give him a number one ball, and you ask him to put it at his foot, and then you charge him like you're going to take the ball away, the American kid will do one of three things. He'll either kick the ball away and run, no way, or he'll kick the ball away and chase it, or he'll pick it up with his hands and hold it. He said if you give the same opportunity to, to a European kid, the first thing he'll do is put his foot on the ball. second thing he'll do is turn his body to protect it. And therein lies the difference between you know, a learned response and an automatic response. And so, but the fact that, that he's found so much uh, carryover to the, neuro, the neuroscience scientists, researchers have taken such an interest in the impact that it has on learning and on the brain, it's opened up a whole new dimension now that you can go to people, ed educators, go to school districts, you can go to hospitals, and, and you can go to therapies and, and rehab places and say, here's what this program can offer your, your kids. As young as this age, two, three, and four, these kids can start getting all these benefits. Um, so currently, one of town's biggest supporters is, Card is the president of Cardinal Glennon Hospital, who's 100% behind this project because of just all the things that we've mentioned here so far. So the, the Houston Dynamo web website uh, has a, a Soccer Starts at Home segment to it, which Town Viruses gets the most tracking of any anything on the website. Soccer Starts at Home. He's got videos, philosophies. His program, everything you want to know about it is, is on the Houston Dynamo website. I would strongly encourage you to take a look at that. Coach, you, another story I'm going to have to make sure I get caught up on is you were recently inducted into the National Federation of High School Hall of Fame for a career that spans over 45 years and uh, over a 1,000 wins, so probably a record that... Uh, won't be touched in the future as the game changes the way it has. But uh, here you are, still active, and now you seem to have found a, you know, you, you talk about the books you've read, but here's yet another example where the game continues to teach you more and you take and apply that to yourself. What, where, do you, where do you see your role with New Dimensions going forward? Well, number one, I've, I've been a consultant over all the years. I haven't been as active well, there for a while. I was doing, when I could, physically, I was doing some of the Saturday uh, coaching. And I created a, a curriculum for their Saturday program. Um, most recently, as we get into this new era of North, North City soccer, I created an eight-module coaching education uh, program for all the coaches coming in. Um, but mostly it's just as an, as an, as an observant uh, consultant uh, offering whatever ideas I think, you know, might be good for consideration. Um, 
but I'm a grassroots guy. I mean, outside of my high school uh, career, uh, my next major project is, is getting into the grassroots situation, which New Dimensions offers. I'm a big advocate of the UEFA grassroots program, which says, you know what, if you want soccer to continue, you gotta, you got to deal with it at, at the fundamental level, foundation level. You don't build a pyramid from the top down, you build it from the bottom up. And the bottom is where, where it all has to happen. So by the grassroots, we, we want to encourage kids to play, parents to participate as coaches, supporters, organizers, soccer moms, referees, whatever. We want people to get involved in soccer, uh, appreciate the game as we appreciate it, and go on from there. It is a beautiful game, and I know I came late to the game. It was... Uh, as an 18-year-old taking pictures in the North County for the North County Suburban Journal. And uh, it drew me in, and, and I've come to love the game in a way that uh, thousands of people here in St. Louis have. Uh, to wrap this up, you've talked already about Byers' book. You talked about, uh, in a previous interview, about Lutz's book, about his biography, etc. There's... There's a young man that's worked for you in the past, John Townsend, and we've talked a little bit about his book. You want to, and what's his title? It's Just a Ball, Exploring the Simplicity, Exploring the Complexity of a Simple Game. You want to offer a couple thoughts? Yeah. <clears throat> My um, probably most uh, honest, deepest, sincerest role model in the game would be the Johan Cruyff of uh, Dutch fame and Ajax fame. And Cruyff says it's a simple game, but the hardest thing to do is to play simple. And that's kind of a complicated uh, sentence right there. And the beauty of the game is it's a team game, but it's built on individualism. And the, the, the key is to be able to balance the we with the me. That's the biggest part of the game. It takes a whole bunch of me's to make the we, but the we is always better than the me but there's a time for the me to be there as well. John Townsend in his book did a really nice job of emphasizing the amount of time needed to be put into practice in order to improve yourself and, and become a proficient player. Soccer, you know, it's a simple game, is an extremely complicated game because you've almost got to have like a computer in your, in your, in your brain to be able to process everything that you need to do in a split second. So, you know, you've got a moving ball, you've got a number of opponents all active, you've got a, a boundary field, you've got an objective of a goal at each end, and you got half the players on the field wanting to get the ball and score, and the other half wanting to stop you from scoring. You've got to be able to figure it all out. Ideally, you don't want, to, you don't want it to become a ping pong game where it's just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And maybe it's not necessarily a ticky-tacky game of, of, this, of the Barcelona style either, but it's somewhere in between those two that you have to find your, your happy median. But the idea is you've got to be able to process and make decisions on a split second using your feet, which is pretty unnatural for most people, and do it against an you know, onrushing opponent with, a, with an active bouncing rolling ball at speed sometimes and taking all that within a boundary field to a goal. So that, those are the challenges that the game offers. Well, this was pretty far-ranging, taking us from two-year-olds to uh, 
John and his focus. I know he's still playing over in the Metro East Association. In fact, the team he plays on won the uh, spring tournament, if I if memory serves. And uh, as always, Coach, I really appreciate your uh, your your willingness to uh, help us better understand the the simple game. Simple game it is. Simple game it is. It's, we we do our best to complicate it, but it's a simple game. <laughs>